0: This is the big time, girlie. This
1: is rock and roll.
2: T-U-M-M-Y-R-O-O-M T-U-M-M-Y-R-O-O-M This is the party. This is the happiest day of my life. Hey, pizza! (laughs) You're immature. You can't do a single thing by yourself. You're a spastic nerve bag all the time. You guys are not that dumb.
0: Hey everybody! You're in the dummy room. I'm Jody. Have not joined by Mr. Nate. Demo. What's up, dude? Uh,
1: not a whole lot tonight, man. Just uh, life is as uh, fucked up as it always is. So.
0: <laughs> and the world keeps turning.
1: Yeah. Um, I gotta tell you about this fucking dream I had, man.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: last week I had this fucking dream. I was I was like laying on the couch, right, and I'm comatose, and like all of a sudden these fucking vines they like start popping out of the couch and like wrapping around me
0: damn like children of the corn and shit
1: fuck yeah and i can't move dude and it's just like you know i'm 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 probably shaking and you know in real life but um so like they're, they're they're going all over my body and they keep getting fucking tighter and they're just like completely compressing me down yeah and they start breaking the fucking skin in my dream you know damn
0: Dude, I woke
1: up just shaking and sweating fucking balls, (laughs) and I swear I could feel those fuckers all over me, you know? Wow. It was crazy. Like, I got up and was like, holy shit, you know?
0: I wonder what Freud would say about that. What was that supposed to mean? You know what I mean? Like, what's the dream interpretations?
1: You're fucked. It's not good, (laughs) right?
0: (laughs) Maybe uh, you're feeling strangled by all this fucking yard work and shit this summer.
1: Yeah, that was right around the time of that <laughs> that thing. Yeah, so
0: uh, just leave it to me, man. I'll always analyze your dreams for you. Yeah, I don't,
1: <laughs> I don't usually have fucking bad dreams like that. But
0: dude, yeah. I have the, a recurring dream, and I have it like once a month, and I've been having it once a month for like since I was a kid. But each time, it advances a little bit further before I wake up, and it's some fucked up alien invasion type shit. Oof. Yeah, dude. Like every time. I'll be like, for some reason, like, me, and it's always a different cast of people, but it's always me and someone, and we're always on these, like, back roads, but I could see, like, the arch and the, the background of the city in the background still, so we're not too far away, but all of a sudden, there's, like, all these fucking crazy, like, a, it's like a war in the sky. It's not just, like, some fucking UFO thing. It's, like, all these lights, and it's, like, a battle and shit, hmm. and fucking airplanes are dropping out of the sky, and shit, and I always wake up all fucking freaked out and shit, but dude, yeah, like, once a month, man, for, like, years and years now, so I'm, I'm like, totally expecting it someday, Okay, like <laughs> that makes sounds sense.
1: sounds like a fucking Megadeth album cover, dude. Dude,
0: it's pretty fucking trippy. <laughs> I always wake up like, oh, fuck, I'm glad that was a dream. <laughs>
1: yeah, my dreams yeah. are always, like, super intense like that, you know? Yeah, dude. That was- they're always fucking bad dreams, you know? Like, why can't I have, like, a good dream that's <laughs> intense, you know? <laughs> I hear you. I <laughs> only
0: remember it. the fucked up ones. Like, if I don't, if it's not fucked up, I don't even remember having one, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. You have those dreams where you're running and you can't really run? You're, like, fucking I running in mud or something? Yeah, I used Ugh.
0: to, kind of. It's fucked yeah. up. Yeah. I've had a couple dreams when I was a kid, that, man, where, like, uh, like hor- like nightmares where, like, for some reason, something went afoul, and me and my friends ended up having to, like, try to figure out a way to dispose of a body and get away with it. <laughs> so I've watched a lot of horror movies, mind you, but, uh yeah, that's one of the fucked up ones that uh, you wake up in sweats <laughs> and so glad that it was a dream. Yeah. Dreams are fucked up, man. Yeah. But anyways, uh, dude, let's get to a little bit of business here in the dummy room. Number one, thanks everyone who's been listening. We've been having a lot of cool guests. So thanks to all the cool guests we've been having lately. And, uh, by the time you hear this, the rookie Rochelle one will have dropped, and uh, that was a fun one too, honey. Even though you were there, only part I was of there.
1: Three. I <laughs> was there in spirit, right? No, no, that was good. Yeah, he's he was great. So uh, Justin Dare, then on to rookie, and yeah, it's been a good few weeks here. Yeah.
0: The other thing yeah. is, dude, I got a couple, a couple messages on Twitter. People asking me about the dummy room intro, right? They're like, what is that? I'm like, well, it's, you know, me and Nate made it. Like, basically, I recorded the music. I came up with that chant. Amber and I went down in the basement. I recorded it, had her chant it with me on, like, eight tracks. So there's about 16 of us. (laughs) You know, sounds like a crowd. And then I gave that to Nate. Nate put a little his spin on it, which made it, you know, it was the icing on the cake. And there you have it. So, yeah, it's completely original. Yeah, it's just some, some bullshit. I cranked out in no time, and Nate, helped me finish it, so yeah. So Yeah, I just
1: stuck a bunch of uh fucking cool quotes from a bunch of my favorite movies, you know, on there. So Yeah.
0: Turned out yeah. great. So yeah, there's the origins of the dummy room intro that you've heard by now, I'm sure, if you're listening.
1: So yeah. Yeah, we've we've gotten a few comments and stuff, so anyone that's uh listening and writing in, it's it's awesome to hear some uh some response, some yeah. feedback on this thing. So thanks everybody.
0: Yeah, totally. So today we got this idea It's about time we did another album review because we had so much fun doing the Riverdales one. So we were thinking this time I had this idea. Since Nate and I both kind of love the same shit, an album review is basically both of us just saying, oh, it's great, it's great, it's great, right? (laughs) So I decided I was going to pull in one of my friends who'd never heard the record we're going to review. That way we could get a fresh set of ears onto something that to me and Nate is completely classic. You know what I mean? So basically... We're going to have Sonny Pooney from PRC and Grown Up Rock. He's never really heard the record till I sent it to him. And we're going to get a completely fresh perspective. I told him, dude, just because we're friends, even if you think it sucks, well, you got to be honest, dude. It won't hurt our feelings. We'll just tell you that. You're wrong. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so we're going to be having Sonny in a little while later. But uh, what were you saying, Nate?
1: This weekend I discovered this, this band from Italy called Latte Pew. And I had... Never fucking heard of them before. Apparently, they've been around since, like, 97.
0: Yeah, they've been around. So
1: 20 fucking years. I've never heard of them, you know. So, um, checked them out. Dude, they're fucking awesome. So, uh, you had said you had heard them a little bit. but uh, um, or,
0: uh, Probably 10 songs or so.
1: Yeah, so I figured, uh, let's play a song by them. I really like this song called Everybody Listens to the Ramones, Even My Mom.
0: <laughs> right on, let's check it out.
1: Create a chest to cover
3: the songs Suddenly all people are changed the natural
2: around After a have had shirt is now something you can grab in an easy beach that we a grocery star Any mobile that needs all alive and believe them They're all there are they are free with rolling stone Too
3: many kids but it are and Hormones, keep the my bones
0: Not bad, not bad.
1: Yeah, uh, sounds like he's got a cool fucking mom to me, you know.
0: <laughs> totally. You know,
1: your mom listens to the Ramones.
0: My mom was not a big Ramones person, uh, not at all. She grew up on the Beatles <laughs> and shit. You know what I mean? The Ramones to her were probably a little, a little too simple.
1: Yeah, uh, my mom didn't like the Ramones. I don't think my mom, mom my mom dated a, a guy that was in the band Chicago at one point. Wow. So, yeah.
0: Cool. Not quite the Ramones. No, a, a little bit different.
1: <laughs> it wasn't that uh, Peter a dude either. So it was
0: the old school Chicago with like the horns and all that shit.
1: Yeah, it was I think it was back in the must have been back in the '60s. Yeah, so they
0: were a great band for what they did. You know, I'm not saying I'm like have any of their records, but everything that I've heard that's really old by them. Like I used to work in this, you know, I worked in this music store for years, so I was always dealing with these other musicians who didn't even wouldn't even like, have a clue the kind of shit that we listen to but I'd hear all kinds of shit and Chicago was really big with like the like the teachers that taught like you know woodwinds and brass and shit they'd always be trying to play okay. Chicago in the store and hmm. then there's all these other guys like the bass player dudes would always be trying to push that tower of power shit and all this funky shit we never <laughs> got to hear them like weasel or any of that kind of shit ever bunch of music snobs in there dude but, anyways. Yep.
3: Hey, motherfuckers. It's Jay Prozac, and you're in the dummy room.
0: You're in the dummy room, and now we're joined by a good friend of mine, a podcaster, and a rock and roll journalist. We're talking
4: about Mr.
1: Sonny Hollywood Pooney.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to hold it out forever. That's how you were practicing. But thank you for the warm welcome.
1: Yeah, I had to do it. I heard it enough from Joe, and so I figured it's my turn. So.
4: Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, thank you for that. Yeah,
0: so Sonny's on PRC with me, and he also does the Growing Up Rock podcast. And uh, we kind of told everyone earlier the premise, Sonny. We wanted to get one of our buddies in who would never really – checked out a record that Nate and I were both just probably going to say, this is too this is awesome, this is awesome, this is awesome. So we wanted a set of fresh ears, and yours were the first I thought of.
4: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm willing to listen to anything once, so I figure I'd take a shot. That's what's up, dude. Plus, I thought <laughs> it would be cool
0: because, I mean, I've done a shit ton of reviews with you, and you've done a ton of without me, and I've read a bunch that you've done, and I always respect your opinion, even if we don't agree on it. You know what I'm saying? I just like the way you think
4: (laughs) yeah i got into a few of these songs just a little spoiler alert but uh uh, i listened to it probably 10 times this weekend oh right on oh yeah cool the whole record's like 20 minutes (laughs) it's easy to listen to
0: goes by pretty quick (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay so for anyone listening we're going to be talking about the first masked intruder record but before we get to that I figured since Nate put out their first real record, we should talk about that history just a little bit. What do you guys think? That sounds
4: Absolutely. good, dude. T- tell me who Blue is so I can uh, message him. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, <laughs> is it you? No, no, no.
0: Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. So the history was Nate put out their first record. How did you even? How did they even come onto your to your radar, bro?
1: Uh geez, I don't know you know they're just they're from Wisconsin, you know, so you just you just kind of hear about them you know over the, over time, you know they were of course um they were in another band at the same time, so I knew of them and um yeah, I just uh finally I heard the demo, and I just decided to contact them and ask them if they wanted to do a record and um it was kind of funny because uh. I contacted them and I didn't hear back for like a week or two, maybe. Yeah. And I kind of just, I kind of forgot about it a little bit. And um, then I got a message from from Blue, and it was basically uh, they were going to punish the guy in the band who was supposed to check that shit. <laughs> and uh, someone slacked a little bit, and um, basically I uh, talked for, you know, a good, Half hour and and uh, that was it. We were going to do the record and um, I think they recorded. You know they they I think they took the demo songs and they went and they re recorded them at a decent studio and they came out with a few different ones that were used for the record. But um, yeah, it didn't take very long. You know, within I'd say a couple of weeks from me talking to them, um, I had I had the shit in hand. You know, so yeah.
0: So, had you heard Are any of these songs? Did they had they just they sent you the demo, or did you see these songs live and then decide you wanted to do a record?
1: Um, I had not seen them live. No, it was all off of demos. Um, yeah, uh, the demo was really good, you know that, and I just thought I really wanted to put it out, you know. And I put out another record at the exact same time. They both came out together, and I. To be honest, the other record I thought was going to be. Not that any of these records are big, but I thought it would sell better. Right. And I thought it would catch on a little better. And that, that band was called The Capitalist Kids. Sarah,
3: Sarah, Mama Vera, I swear a hair I'm a girl's good of you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Sarah, Sarah, nobody can wear a pair of frameless glasses with a. Jacket like you can do if you say that you'll be
1: So I put both records out at the same time, and I kind of thought the Masked Intruder thing was kind of a, you know, it was a side band for them, you know? Right. So I didn't know how serious it was, and, you know, I didn't know if they'd really promote it much with, any, you know, touring or anything. So I wasn't, I didn't want to put too much into it, but I really wanted to put it out. I decided to um to put together the box set, you know? I only pressed like 300 of them, and I, I didn't want them sitting in my basement, you know? like a bunch right. of the other records so I put I, I decided to, to, to press the four different colors and then put a, you know put sell four of them together in like this little box and sell them really cheap and that way I, I'd get rid of like half the pressing right away basically is what I was thinking right I, th- I think there was only like um, thirty boxes maybe like 28 or 29 thirty something like that it was a weird number and um, and basically I put them up for sale and they all sold out in like one day you know it was like holy shit and uh then the rest of them kind of right when it came out they basically signed a red scare too right and um that was really huge and the records all went they went bye-bye pretty quick (laughs) and uh it's basically history from there yeah yeah are these guys still in wisconsin yeah, they're they're in Madison in jail or something. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, I didn't
4: I didn't know they were here. That's cool.
1: Yeah. Um they've actually got a show coming up. I just saw it announced in Chicago some couple weekends from now, I think, Jody. Yeah. So Yeah, but um Yeah, so that's it's it's you know, it was uh it was really cool to do that record, you know. It was Certainly the most popular thing that I that I did, you know. Right. It kind of blew up. Didn't take too much work for him, so yeah. Yeah,
0: I think that I don't think they had any idea how huge they were going to become, I mean, and how quick it would happen for them. Do you?
1: No, I don't I mean, think like so.
0: This was kind of just a side thing for them, right?
1: For sure, yeah. Um and actually right when they signed to when they first signed to Red Scare, um I think we were actually doing uh, we did the split with the Turkletons too, and uh, there was a couple other labels involved, and that was right at the time of the signing to Red Scare. And I remember Blue um, calling me, and we were kind of shooting the shit about some stuff, and he was mentioning that Toby was gonna, Toby from Red Scare was gonna try to get him on a on a tour with uh, Teenage Bottle Rocket. Yeah. And they didn't, you know, they had never toured together, of course, you know. And I remember telling him that, that that's gonna be fucking great for you guys you know and oh yeah and uh, and that's you know a few weeks after that you know shit hit the fan they were on tour with bottle rocket and and i, I don't think they stopped touring with them really <laughs> 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 they did that really long tour with them so yeah
0: totally so yeah man that first you know the first offense has a couple of the same songs that ended up going on the full length you know yep so i mean right out the gate you're getting how do i get to you but we'll get there when we get there i guess so yeah so yeah, I mean, I, I mean, as soon as they got on red scare, they were everywhere, dude. It seemed like, you know.
1: Yeah, it was. The red scare. Red scare was huge. I didn't realize that red scare was that big. You know, but um, I definitely saw an influx of you know um, attention from just that, and then when the record was reissued by Fat, yeah. which was I don't know if it was a year later. Six months later? I, think I don't know. It was know, about nine, six,
0: nine months later.
1: Yeah, that's like, that's when the fucking door opened and the fat Wreck crowd was huge. Yeah. And it really, I mean, it was, it was, there was like masked intruder mania for a while, you know? Like, yeah. people were writing me and asking me who the fuck they were. And, you know, people thought it was Mike Yerg or KJ yeah. from Chicago.
0: yeah i remember that
1: somebody thought that it was actually green day like yeah and
0: and people would say that it was just bottle rocket as well
1: yeah that's crazy i don't i don't know if i ever denied any of those you know i was like (laughs) i don't know
0: yeah i mean i remember all that hoopla where everyone was like who the fuck are these guys it was like kiss dude they had the mystique going and yeah and
1: i don't know how they could have that this day and age you know how the fuck you can not know who these guys are you know
0: right. Yeah. They're not as big as a band like Kiss where, where there's like people dying to find out. But I mean, I know a lot of people that were super dying to find out, <laughs> you know.
1: Really? That's crazy. Well, I mean, people were writing me, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, people just wanted to know once if you if you're not told, then you are just curiously, you naturally want to know, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember um so after the record the first pressing was long gone by the time the fat you know, by, by the time the fat reissue came. But, um, man, I got a lot of fucking people writing me. And they were, like, just wondering where they can get, you know, the green copy, like, the yellow copy. And it was like, jeez, you know, they're fucking gone, you know. I don't <laughs> have any. People were pissed about it, you know. Like, shit, just relax, man.
0: So how many did you press of the first, like, the original pressing of First Offense?
1: The first pressing was 300. Okay. And like basically 120 of those were all you know in the box set so 30 copies of the box set right and um, yeah and i think there might have been a few extra box sets because I, I know i gave um each band member a copy of the box right because it was it was literally like i didn't i mean i really liked the record but i liked everything i put out and not everything sold real well you know right. i didn't think it was going to take off so i just kind of was like got to get this out but i i don't want a bunch of these copies so i was kind of being a little more generous <laughs> and uh little did i know that those box sets sold for like three hundred dollars on ebay you
0: know <laughs> yeah
1: yeah <laughs> um the second pressing which was just oh fuck i think it was just pink and black i think there was i don't know five maybe five or eight hundred i don't remember Wow. Then um mysterious third pressing, which I didn't do. I never did one. I was gonna, but I don't know, something happened, so yeah. Right now. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was it was fun. It was it was good for the label and you know, that's all I gotta say about it. Yeah. You know? they're st- they're still good guys, they're still friends, and uh I talked to Blue uh, a few weeks ago and yeah, everything's cool.
0: That's what's up. So, let's move it into the actual self-titled, full-length Masked Intruder record, okay? So, what did you think when you first heard this? Because, I mean, this wasn't for your label, so you probably didn't hear it until it came out, right? Or did you hear it beforehand?
1: Um, I don't remember if I, I, you know, I don't think I did, but I had heard, um, let me think. There was a couple of, obviously, the songs like, um, How Do I Get to You and, uh, I don't want to be alone tonight. What else is on there? Stick them up. Stick
0: them up. Yeah. And,
1: and wish you were mine. They were all on records that I put out, but, um, I remember the, uh, why don't you love me in real life? I had a demo of that song.
2: Oh, and,
1: yeah. um, that's honestly that I was, I think I was really excited about hearing that one. Cause I had the demo and the demo wasn't very good and it, it was a good song. It just needed really, it needed some production, you know? Right. And, um, yeah, I definitely love how the way it turned out, but, um, and I think there would, might have been another one that I had a demo of, but I can't. Maybe it was, well, Unrequited Love, I guess. I had, That one was on the, the original demo, so yeah. I had heard half of them, I guess.
0: Right. But the production's quite a bit stepped up off of the, you know, compared to oh. First Offense.
1: Fuck yeah, it's great. The Sounds production good. on here, um, I know they went to Chicago and recorded with the guy who did, you know, the Smoking Popes and shit. and. Um, right. Yeah, I can't think of his name, but whatever. It was um, Matt,
0: Matt Allison.
1: Yeah. So, and it, that's all they needed, man. They needed the production, and the songs were obviously there. So, um, you yeah. know, before I before I heard it though, Jody, I remember I was—I gotta admit—I was a little nervous about it because I wasn't sure if they'd be able to like pull out an album's worth of good songs that that fit this shtick, you know? Right uh, because it's like how many can you write you know (laughs) um didn't need to worry i guess so
0: yeah i was gonna ask sonny about that what did you think about that whole idea sonny how all the lyrics are kind of you know about crime or some kind of stalking or you know all this kind of shit and it's kind of it's kind of weird to try to write into that style but what do you think about having like a theme sonny
4: yeah, I thought it was, because when I, I didn't know there was a theme, right? When I first uh, kind of looked at the titles, and I'm like, is this stuff about love? Is it about heartbreak? Is it about stalking? Is it, it's <laughs> definitely relationship-based, right? Which, right. there's millions of songs that are relationship-based, right? So, um, but these guys got, got a little niche, that's for sure. Uh, I'll tell you something else, too. So, uh, for those that... Uh, don't know me that well i have addictive personality so if i hear two or three things i like i want to go get everything i can that they own right so <laughs> i went to itunes bought everything they got my 35 dollars. they had everything on there right <laughs> but what was weird is when it downloaded to my itunes um 2014's mi downloaded as punk first offense the master shooter album and um, the two Christmas songs they had downloaded <laughs> as Alternative. Yeah. The Split EP with the Turkletons downloaded as Pop Rock, and then Love Another Crimes EP from 2016 downloaded as Rock. So iTunes doesn't even know what to do with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: awesome, Sonny, dude. So you've been listening to all the other shit, too?
4: Oh, hell yeah. Dude, oh, I watched dude. the videos. I looked at some live clips. These guys, the gimmick... <laughs> I don't want to know who the four members are because I think the gimmick is cool. Uh, I got no problem with it. I'd, I'd go see them live just because I think the gimmick's cool.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. They're killer live. I've seen them probably 10 times now. Uh, They're
1: super fun, man.
0: That's what we did yeah. for New Year's, dude. That's when I went to Chicago this past New Year's and got frozen seeing these fuckers again. It was great, though. <laughs> Blue walked by. I go, happy New Year. He's like, hey, happy New Year. <laughs> it <was> great. <laughs> Even when they're just hanging out, they gotta you know they keep that up. I like that. I like the whole thing. Yeah, that's awesome, Sonny So we're not gonna get too far off into Intruder. I mean, we can if you guys want. But what do you think of the newest one, Loving uh, Other Crimes?
4: Yeah, I like it all. there's yeah, I like it all. Um, You know, there's some stuff, and we'll get into when we get into song by song of of what I thought I would hear, and then what I did hear. You know, I, I am remedial uh, student in this type of music. Like I, I, I don't, never got it, never understood it. Probably the closest I got to it was like the Clash, and the Ramones that I listened to a little bit, and I just nice. never got into it, never understood it. Right, uh, the punk kids that went to my school—they were all mohawked up and leather, and you know, they were more goth than they were probably punk, in my opinion, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, but it was the mid-80s, so I guess, you know, whatever. But uh, I just never got into the music. And so I was like, okay, I guess this will be aggressive, I'm um, angry at the world music, because I think that's what punk music is. All right. Right? Nope. And some of it was, a little bit was like that, but most of it wasn't, so I was surprised.
0: All right on. Yeah, these guys are definitely, uh, you know, pop punk, we call it, I guess. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 That's my whole thing is like, to me, I just always want big hooky choruses and, you know, I want catchiness and, you know, this kind of punk has it in spades, dude. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, so, uh, Sonny, I guess if if you're not, you know, you're not really in the know with the same stuff that me and Jody are, this is a, um, this is a really good fucking pop punk record. I don't know. They don't get much better than this.
0: Dude, when I first so. heard this in 2012... I initially, I didn't, the first song I heard off of this was a heart-shaped guitar, and I'm like, that fucking sucks, dude, I didn't like it at first, but then I heard, uh, uh, which one was, I think it was Breakin', or maybe, uh, I don't remember which other one, but I was like, well, that sounds right, and, uh, dude, this, once I had the album, I played this thing to death, dude, like, every, all the time, dude, I loved this album so much, still do. And pretty much everything they've done since—I mean, they can do no wrong. At least they haven't yet, you know. And maybe yeah. someday they will run out of ideas to do this, but I don't think so. <laughs>
4: we'll ACDC, has been doing the same shit for thirty-eight years. These guys can't.
0: Right. I'm just saying the shtick, because like even after this record, when when M.I. started to be announced, I was thinking, "Geez, what are they gonna? How are they gonna do another record of these songs like this?" You know what I mean? But they did it, you know? And then once yeah. that came out, same thing with Love and Crimes and, like, and other crimes. It's like, how much longer? How many more can you think of? But, dude, it seems like an endless well.
1: I thought, I thought with MI when it came out, I thought the same thing. Jody, I was just the exact same thing. Like, they can't possibly come up with more fucking songs, you know? And then you see the song titles and you're like, oh, yeah, obviously, you know? Crime Street, <laughs> you know, something like that. You know, you just, you hear them and you're like, yep, they yeah. did it. And it's so easy, you know, but you just it's, it's right there. But yeah,
0: yeah, it's a cool it's a cool shtick, man. And uh, yeah, so let's break down the record, dude. Let's just start from the very beginning, man. I don't really count the Masked Intruder little bit as a song, so let's just let's just skip that and get straight into twenty five to life, dude.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Masked Intruder, the first track. It's uh, it 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 could have been left off. It's kind of a little sort of generic, you know. Whatever but it leads up to that fucking siren, man. Yeah, the you know? siren. Right there, it's like go time, you know, and leads right into track two, 25 to life, and it's, you know, I, the song hits you like a fucking brick, right? Absolutely. So, yeah,
4: yeah.
0: Let's get Sonny's take, since it was brand new to you, Sonny. What did you think when you first put this record on?
4: So I put the record on, and, you know, that first Mask and Shooter thing's on first, so I'm like, Was that it? Thanks for the spelling lesson? Okay, um, (laughs) we'll move on, I guess, right? So uh, 25 to life starts, and it was exactly what I thought it would be, right? It was kind of aggressive, and I'm like, okay, catchy, right? And I'm like, but this has like a happy tone to it. Although he's talking about 25 to life, he's making it sound like a life sentence, but he's kind of making a catchy thing, so that's kind of cool. So I'm sitting there listening, and I'm making dinner, and Anthony comes in he goes, are you listening to iCarly music? I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, I used to watch a show as a kid called iCarly, and this is the kind of music they had. Oh my god. I'm like, it was like iCarly was happy pop punk. He goes, I don't know, but this song sounds like one from there. Damn. I gotta check out there some iCarly apparently. <laughs> Shit, <dude. laughs>
1: I don't know. <laughs> uh,
4: <laughs> so I think he saw it as, you know, it's just it doesn't give you that dreary. There's no dreariness to any of it. Uh, this song is actually my second favorite song. I thought it was really catchy. Oh yeah, man. This shit's great.
1: I think this song is really romantic, you know? Yeah? It's just got that... Yeah. <laughs> it's got that message, you know? Like, just gonna be with... He loves her so much. He's just gonna be there for life, you know?
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. That's the thing about Blue. He's the hopeless romantic. That's what it says on the inner sleeve, right? <laughs> sure. So, I mean, it's it's just... I love how he plays that character so well, even in the lyrics, because all these songs, even though they're a little twisted and a little little fucked up, you know, subject-wise, but in a cute way, it's because B- Blue has that <laughs> undercurrent of, like, romance, and he doesn't realize that it's a fucked up thing to be doing to be stalking these girls. He just finds it to be romantic. I love that character trait.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: it's It just works, dude. It totally works. Yeah. Agreed. So, uh...
1: From there we get right into uh my favorite song on the record is How Do I Get to You? I love this song, man. The the fucking weasel lead rips, dude,
0: right? Yeah, straight out of the gate. <laughs>
1: Of course, this was you know this was the first song I'd ever heard by him, you know, and yeah. uh, you know I did that did the first seven inch and stuff and that song alone was that was it for me. that was the hit on that record and you know, luckily, the rest of the record was pretty fucking good too, but um yeah this the version of this record's is just killer,
0: so. yeah, yeah, obviously we'd heard this on the seven inch, but man, this one uh, just like it, it's just taking to the next level on this record, you know what I mean?
1: even even at its creepiest with that knife line, you know, it's still a, just a sweet love song. Yeah, you know,
4: <laughs> it's a catchy song, that's for sure. The riff is really memorable, right? But I remember by the time, so this was only this really second real song, right? So I'm like, okay, so it has the same kind of that speed rhythm riff, right? And I'm like, okay, this is very common. I forgot, this is very common with this type of music, is everything's got that kind of speed rhythm riff. Yeah, eighth notes. ACDC did that for, you know, they did their own kind of riff for the last 38 years, so I guess it doesn't really matter. <laughs> you just got to kind of get past that. Yeah. Right, but you can tell that the riff is different, but everything's got that same speed to it, which is a little weird, but it's a great song.
0: Yeah, killer harmonies, hey. man, in the chorus. Yep. Like. It's just one of those greatest ones, man. On this album, I think it's one of my all-time favorites by these guys. Period. You know, it's yeah, just so yeah. good, so good. The last time we saw them in Chicago, they just they played this album in its entirety, and then they tacked on some at the end. But yeah, it was it was killer just to run down the set list of this album live.
4: It was pretty yeah. sweet.
0: But yeah, I've always loved this one. What about uh, the next one?
4: You want to take it, Sony? Yeah. So I don't want to be alone tonight. So, dude, this video. Where he shoots the cops and it turns into pigs yeah. I was I was dying <laughs> watching this video <laughs> I'm like It's a whole video game <laughs> I was like Did the cop just turn into a pig? Okay, that's interesting um, th- By this time, right So it's a third song And I'm thinking, okay I thought I thought punk was supposed to be like rebel I thought they were supposed to be upset Shouldn't this song be like why the fuck am I alone tonight? not I don't want to <laughs> be alone tonight, right but I I finally got the message by the time I got to this song, okay, this guy's taking like this love heartbreak type spin on this stuff, which is different than what I ever thought punk was right. at least in you know in this genre here so um, after I got past that and then I saw the video I'm like, oh, I love this song. Hell yeah. <laughs> the video did it for me yeah, it's great. <laughs> Another cool thing about Intruder that a
0: lot of people don't realize about some punk rock is, I mean, Blue rips guitar solos in every one of these songs. Not just like Weasel leads. He actually rips guitar solos. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Sure, yeah. I
0: love that shit.
1: Love it. So, I thought this song, it's, I think it's one of the weaker ones on the record. Um, You know, it gets sandwiched in between maybe the two best songs on the record, so I think it's overshadowed a little bit there. And it might be that i just, I got really fucking tired of hearing this song, you know, because it was on that split, and I had to listen to it, it seemed like you know ten times a day for a while, you know, and so um, but yeah, I just think it's one of the weaker ones, but still it's it's still a really good song, but
0: yeah, not one of my all time favorites on the record. it's not my yeah, least favorite, sunny. but it's not one of my super top
1: ones, Sonny, you were talking about the song title and how it's supposed to be. Be different. It's not supposed to be this positive, you know. And I think if you look down the the track list, it reads like a foreigner record. I think, you know. Yeah. I mean, you would yeah. never know. I mean, you could tell somebody it's foreigner and tell them the songs, and they wouldn't they wouldn't doubt you, you know.
4: Oh yeah, because I'm I'm looking at like I'm looking at iTunes right now, and I'm just looking at the song titles, and I have it in alphabetical order. And when you read them, it's like better believe it. Breaking, crazy, crime spree. Don't run away. First star tonight. Give me parole. Hard shape guitar. This is not. I'm mad at you, punk. No. Hello, beautiful. Hey, girl. How do I get to you? Like, this is not what I thought punk was.
1: Yeah. This is, uh, I'm going to break in your house and watch you sleep. <laughs> 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 so, that's not fucked up, but whatever. <laughs> All right. So that's the whole
0: thing. They have that, like, dichotomy. It's, like, creepy, but it's also so sweet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, unrequited Love.
2: I'm in love, unrequited love. Nobody cares for me. Yeah. my mask
1: song is fucking incredible man dude um what do you
0: think about it jody i've always loved this one did you ever see that uh when they were on chicago go where they play like like, kind of lip sync this it's fucking great (laughs) yep yep. (laughs) it's so good (laughs) Then red's doing the whole like head swoop thing it's fucking great he still does that live now during this song which is always kind of (laughs) interesting but uh yeah this is one of the the great ballads you know I'd have uh, to say it, I love this one a lot more than the previous one.
1: Yeah, um I don't know, it just has that kind of oldies feel to it a little bit, you know. Still rocks. Um I just can't believe that nobody's written this song, you know. It's so fucked up. It's just nobody's written this song before. It's just hard to believe, you know.
0: <laughs> it does sound you like know? something that would have been written early 60s, maybe late 50s in the it's old just rock just and roll days.
1: Simple, you know. Yeah. Like, the, the chorus is just, you know, not the chorus, the intro, I guess, but it's just so simple. It's like, how did nobody write this already, you know? <laughs> but, you know, their little twists that they throw on, it. they cried so many tears, I had to ring out my mask line. It just cracks me up, you know, yeah, still. That
4: had me rolling. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a big lyrics guy. So I got a bunch of notes on this one song. So first, I had to look up Unrequited. No clue what it means. <laughs> Right. Okay. So I go look it up on Google. I'm like, oh my God, I've been here many times. <laughs> right. So I'm like, okay, I got to watch this song. Love the 50s doo sped up. Yeah. Love it. Heller. It comes up in a couple of different songs. They locked me in the minute I heard that. That was when I started buying everything off iTunes. I didn't need to hear the rest of the album. Damn. This song locked it in. Right. <laughs> so, um, and then I was, I was, uh, uh, same thing. I was humming it all day today, right? And that that line, I cried so many tears I had to wring out my mat. It had me rolling, <laughs> right? But it's part of the shtick that fits which is just so awesome. Yeah, dude. Sonny, I'm loving that you got this, man. I was like... Oh, yeah. And it totally made me wonder why Gene or Paul never kind of riffed on what it did to their makeup. Like, they never had a song that said, you know, my makeup might have smeared or my you know, or I should have put a teardrop of blood on my makeup or something. They never really ripped off that.
0: Or even I uh, left some uh, makeup stains on your thighs. <laughs> 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 uh.
1: Wasn't there a fucking what 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 was the video? Um that he had the tear, uh Gene and uh, Oh
4: World Without Heroes. Yeah. World
1: Without, yeah, yeah.
4: Wasn't there a tear? Yeah, there was a tear, but it didn't run the makeup.
1: <laughs> it would have been
0: cooler if it was a bloody tear.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. I like that thought, Sonny. That's really funny. Yeah, they should have done that.
0: So. <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah, so unrequited uh, no. love. I mean, just everything about it rules. I really particularly love the background vocals towards the end. You know, it's just oh, so dude. lush, dude. Killer.
4: Totally. Yep. totally. All right, so then they break into Breakin'. What do you think about that one? Uh, I thought I had a catchy melody, but this is where I'm like, okay, this song is starting to sound like some of the other ones, and I was starting to think, I'm like, okay, at some point I want to see these guys live, because they look, you know, between the shtick and the videos I see and blah, blah, look like fun. I'm going to have a hell of a time trying to figure out, okay, what song are they starting? What song is that exactly? (laughs) Because that that strumming riff, I kind of get lost in that a little bit, and until they say a word, I'm not going to know what song it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was okay what this one was just okay for me
0: yeah see for me this is one of my favorites dude i, I find it very clever all the different uses of the word you know what i mean
4: yeah
1: yeah
0: and i love that first yep. riff that first riff to me is like beautiful
1: yeah they took the obvious like lyric reference to crime you know breaking right. and uh kind of turned it into just this love song you know and yeah, like when
0: he's saying, when I, I heard you say, officer, take him away. It's just so beautiful <laughs> <Yeah>. and romantic. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's funny, man. I
4: mean. That's when I was, I was like, is this guy stalking this woman? Like, what exactly? Yeah. Because as you kind of get into it, it's like, okay, I married her. I broke up. I stalked her. Like, that's kind of how the this story's going, right? <laughs> yep. Okay, just wondering. Because I don't know anything about this. And I'm like, okay, I get you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a few
0: listens, but yeah. I love that yeah. you, you buffed up the discography. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> 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 the shit rules, man. It really does. And the more you listen to it, the better it gets. I, I've i oftentimes thought, man, maybe there's some kind of subliminal shit on these records. Because, dude, I can't get enough of them. And I've heard these records over and over and over and over and over. All of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? it's crazy yeah I've
1: heard this record i, I a thousand fucking times easily oh yeah and yeah. every time I put it on just crank it up man it's yeah. so good
0: and it goes by so quick and you're like fuck that was it
1: <laughs> yep gotta hit it again yep
0: yeah. <laughs> back to the start
1: <laughs> uh, so okay. what's up next we got Heart Shaped Guitar yeah not your favorite
0: <laughs> dude I love this song now but when I first heard it I'm like I don't know I just thought it was fucking kind of corny the first few listens I don't know what it was, but I've grown to love it. Especially when you see it live, how they always bring somebody else up, you know, Yeah, I like that.
1: So the first time I heard it, I immediately thought this is going to be the single, you know, this is, this is the, this is the hit. I kind of thought on first listen that that was going to be what that was going to break this band, you know? Yeah. And they got, you know, they got a lot of attention off of this song and, um. I think it, you know, I don't know what it is. I it is kind of corny. I'll give you that, but it it kind of defines what the band is all about, right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Boy loves girl. Girl gets freaked out and calls the fucking cops, right? And um, <laughs> it's awesome how he's singing it, but then we see her side of the story because yeah. I think you know, you, you kind of get wrapped up in oh he's really into this girl and he's kind of stalking her. But it seems really sweet. But then you actually remind yourself that, yeah, it's not really that sweet, you know? <laughs> so I love the back-and-forth vocals, you know? I do, and, too. Yeah. And obviously having a different girl, random girls come up on stage every show and sing the sing the the, the other vocals is it's fucking awesome, you know? It adds a lot to the show. Yeah. Yeah, see, and I, I, what I thought was uh,
4: exactly what you said, Nate, I thought maybe this was the single because, you know, this that whole um, basically on the grass singing at 3 a.m. to you or whatever, right? That's every movie you've ever seen. Every right. shit yeah. flick you've ever seen is like that. So I'm like, okay, well, this must be the single, right? And then I started thinking, stupid me. I'm like, heart-shaped guitar. The only heart-shaped guitar I've ever seen is the one that Steve I plays on Just Like Paradise, you know, with the three necks. I'm like, he's playing this guitar outside somebody's window? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: I get stupid with it. You know, that's how it
4: goes.
1: That's funny, Sonny.
0: But of course, he has a heart shaped guitar because he's so romantic, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think? Like, Jody, you didn't think like this was. I mean, that was the first thought I had was this was going to be a fucking hit, you know?
0: I kind of. Well, the, on first listen, I just didn't. I don't know. I just didn't like it, man. I was like. I wanted something more like, how do I get to you or stick them up, I guess, maybe. But yeah, a few listens in, you know, the first time I listened to it, I was like, I wasn't really paying that much attention to where I was really paying attention to the lyrics. You know, I was just kind of casually listening over computer speakers, which is never a good way to go. So I just, it didn't hit me until a few listens. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then especially after seeing them live so many times, and that's just such a great moment in the show. And you never know who's gonna do it. You know what I mean? It's cool. And, yeah, it's uh, hit or miss. You know, seen some yeah, videos. I could see this one <laughs> pretty bad. <laughs> kind of being uh, like a hit, though, the way it's arranged between the two. I've always loved that. So yeah, I'm a fan of that. And uh, did you ever get into that mixtapes band that she's in?
1: Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I,
0: yep. I never really got oh. into them that much.
1: Yeah, I got into just a little bit, but yeah.
0: So then, then it advances on to for me the weakest track on the whole damn album. this one's the only song that I really don't love on this album and really I, I just I'm not saying I think it sucks completely, but it's just to me the weakest track on the whole damn album i don't know why
1: i really I really like this song am I only dreaming you know it's just i think it's it's the only song on there I, th- I think it's the only song that doesn't have anything to do with the gimmick right I mean there's no mention of a mask or a knife or breaking in, right? I don't think there is. I think it's all...
0: I Maybe that's says, why I don't like it. <laughs> I don't. No, That's not why.
1: This would be a song that uh, any other band could pull off, and it wouldn't sound funny. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah. It's interesting that you guys have opposite views on this, because I like the intro, because it has that 50s sound. Right. I like the end because of the ooze and the doo ops. Yeah. But the middle wasn't as catchy as the rest. Right. There's something missing. Yeah,
0: that's what I think. Huh. I don't know, just never, this one, to me, I don't know, it's just like a filler track. Nothing wrong with it. And I'd probably take this song over a lot of other shit that's out there, but still, weakest track on the record for me.
1: I see what you mean. It, it's it's at the bottom, but uh, I still really like this song. So. Uh,
4: that being said, it's better than anything Pretty Boy Floyd's put out. Ever? Uh, <laughs> ever. ever. <laughs> yeah. And ever will.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's for sure. But we could set the bar a lot higher than that,
1: Sonny. Pretty <laughs> Boy <laughs> Floyd? I would hope so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to me, I mean, this was the best record of 2012 out of any genre. Not that I really delved into much of what was on the radio probably in 2012. But I just remember at the time, I I did a podcast of my best albums of the year, and this was at the top of it.
1: Yeah. So um, I kind of remember at the time, a lot of that shit was, uh, was the... Uh, you know, the no idea Gainesville kind of sound, you know? Yeah. Um, That was kind of like everybody was kind of into that. And this was obviously a little sweeter than that, you know? A little poppier. Obviously <laughs> poppier, but... um, Much. Yeah, whatever else came out that year wasn't this fucking good, so...
0: No. Definitely so not. So w-
1: what's... Uh, you want to take the next one?
4: Let's let Sonny stick take em it. Take Stick'Em Up, Would, Sonny.
1: Stick'Em so, Up, motherfucker. Yeah.
4: I love the gang vocals, right? This was more of the punk I thought I would hear throughout the whole album. Right. Uh, Because this is what I think punk is kind of thing. Um, And then I'm a big lyrics guy. So I'm listening and I'm like, okay, he doesn't obviously believe in guns because he wants a knife for some reason. (laughs) So then he says, I got a knife. And then he says something. Then he says something. I'm like, what the hell is that? So I rewind, listen again, listen again. Like, what the hell is he saying? So I rewind, listen again. Oh, he says, I got a knife three times in a row. He just says it differently. (laughs) I got a knife. I got a knife. I I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Uh, (laughs) I guess he ran out of lyrics. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But uh, uh, I I don't know if he has something against guns or whatever, but uh, I love this song. I thought it was great. It's catchy,
0: too. Hell, yeah. I love that creepy lyric where he's like, I got your address off your ID and don't forget (laughs) it.
3: This is like, fuck. Not
0: only are you getting stuck up, but now he knows where you live. Don't fucking forget it, dude. Creepy. It's
1: funny.
0: And this version uh, is so much more bombastic than the one we were used to previous, you know?
1: Yes, it is. I think it's certainly the most punk song, uh, unfortunately. I think it's probably the worst song on the record, dude.
0: Really? (laughs) Clearly you're high, Nate. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah i guess uh, i don't this know is what they
0: started all those early shows I with fuck, it was so killer I this
1: song a, a fucking lot and i think that might have a lot to do with it you <laughs> right. know? I'm just kind of sick of it you know but um i i don't know man it's if i if i'm gonna skip a song on the record which i don't but if i had to it'd be this one for sure i think <laughs>
0: but, yeah. I, I don't know whenever i hear it i just imagine them coming on stage with those police lights and bradford's leading them on and shit it's just cool the first time I saw them live, this is what they started with. And almost every other time. But uh, the last few times I've seen them, they started with Most Beautiful Girl, which was sweet. But uh, yeah, man, this song kicks ass. It's
1: just not my favorite. So. I think this
0: is the one song that you could play for like, just about anyone that likes any kind of rock and roll that's a little like hard rock or metal and shit. All those kind of dudes would dig this song, too, because it's still yeah. kind yeah. of fucking heavy, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's Definitely. not so sweet. It's kind of aggro pretty cool i'm glad that they only have like one of these kind of songs though on this record you know one's enough yep (laughs) but for me for my money the last four songs in this record are all fucking gold and we started right off with why don't you love me in real life
2: I dream that we walked hand in hand in the summer sun you were eating a popsicle and we were having so much fun we made out under the stars To hold you in my arms I tried to get something real life honey But just at all
0: favorite on the whole album love this fucking song so much what do you what did you think sonny hearing this with fresh ears
4: so it would have been my favorite if they would have stuck with the ballad feel at the beginning right that stripped down version if they'd have done it stripped down the whole way it would have been my favorite song on the album
0: wow
4: right because i love that intro part i'm like oh okay we're gonna kind of get a ballad feel here and then they went right back to the, you know, the strumming. And I'm like, oh, come on. Should have stuck where you were. Um, <laughs> it's not a bad song, but it would have been my favorite if it would have stuck there.
0: Right. I just always thought it was such a great lyric. The whole song has such great
4: lyrics. Yep. And that's why I just wanted to hear that, right? Right. So I just wanted to hear the emotion and the lyrics of the song and the melody. I don't near, need all the crazy drumming and all that. Just just give me that. And, yeah. I hear you. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: They have done... I've seen uh, some footage of them doing an in-store like acoustic set and they did this and it was, it was pretty killer. Just a couple acoustics, you know? Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Nate? Had you heard this one before the record came out? Yeah, oh, yeah this, I had, had a demo. demo that's this. right, that's right.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't, you know, it's, it's a demo. It wasn't real great. Um, and I don't remember if it was from the 7-inch, if it came from that session or if it was after, but... Um, um I'm sure I still got it around somewhere I figured it out but um yeah, I just needed the production. I think it's certainly one of my favorites, you know. I really love this song, you know. It's probably the I think it's I think it's probably the creepiest one <laughs> of the bunch it's cuz it's got that uh you know, he's brandishing a knife and you know, I don't know. It seemed a little bit more um more harmful, you know. And plus it's got that fucking popsicle line in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> You were eating a Popsicle. That's creepy, you know? <laughs> right? I mean, that's the... So, I got to tell you this story. I was I was working at this school once. Jesus Christ, I can't believe I'm telling this. I was working at this school, and there's this uh, maintenance guy there. And uh, we were kind of shooting the shit. And there was uh, like a faculty, big faculty meeting. And um, afterward, after the meeting, he handed out Popsicles. He had a big cooler... All these teachers got popsicles, and uh, he had a big smile on his face. And uh, I'm like, are you smiling about, you know? And he says, look at all these good-looking teachers with popsicles in their mouth. (laughs)
4: Jesus (laughs) Christ! Wow. This has got Bill Murray and Caddyshack written all over it. (laughs)
1: Totally, for sure, yeah. But every time I, I see a line like that, I just think of him, and I think... It's fucking wrong, you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it should be, you know. They gotta have that some creepiness. Fun. You can't just wear a mask and be like nothing but sweet.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah. Uh. So I do love the part. I think we skipped over it, but um, the part right before um, heart-shaped guitar. No, is it on this song? The fucking I can't think of where it is on the record. But when uh, she calls the cops. Oh, that's right? on the next song. Yeah, that's on the next song. Well, that's. Yeah. I guess we'll get to it but yeah for sure like they're not gonna hurt her you know they're just singing to her <laughs> yeah. anyways i love that song man um yeah, me too man I, I think it's perfect the way it is but yeah i guess it would be kind of cool to have it like Sonny said like just stripped down like almost like a ballad that'd been kind of cool
0: no because see what's gonna happen is Sonny he's just now dipping his toes into this kind of music he's gonna listen to these intruder songs and the next thing you know I'm going to flip him a Weasel or a Lillington's record. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be used flip to the guitars by then. <laughs> yep. I think he would love the Lillington shit because it's kind of heavy, too. And Sonny's a bit of a metal guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Bottle
1: Rocket Lillington's is yeah. the next step. That's the gateway.
0: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay, so Hello Beautiful.
1: Just another great fucking love song, you know?
0: <laughs> this one's super creepy, too. We're talking Home Invasion.
1: Oh, invade for sure, yeah. Um, I think it's just a love song. They are just able to creep it out just a little bit to make it, you know, so masked shooter, you know. But yeah. yeah, definitely creepy as fuck. Uh,
0: and killer background vocals, man. These background vocals sound like uh, I don't even know what,
4: but something huge, like maybe sticks or some kind of
0: crazy shit.
4: <laughs> so, like I said, I w- I was making dinner while we were listening to this, right? And you would think by now, it's 11th song, I'd be eating dinner, but these songs are only two minutes long, so I was still making dinner. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I started thinking, for some reason, in the middle of the song, I'm like, okay, drummers in these type of bands have got to be whacked out of their mind. Like, how do you play at that speed the entire time? Like, wow.
0: Yeah. Right? That
4: you just don't. In a, in a rock band, you know, they slow it down, they change the tempo, but this just, the tempo's like at, you know, lead foot speed. It's just crazy. But uh, yeah. So then, the end comes, the song's over, and there's talking. I'm like, what the hell was that? So, rewind, listen to it again. Like, what the... Uh, is that Amber? <laughs> Did, is that Amber? <laughs> that's why Jody's having me listen to this. Amber was on the CD, right? <laughs> and I could totally... You know, picture Amber saying, calling the cops and saying, "These fucking people just broke in, and all they keep doing is singing, and it's annoying." <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, totally. uh, but uh, no, I thought it was a—it's a cool song and just fun, right? So, th- the whole ending with the whole phone call and all that—these guys just seem like they're fun, which that's kind of cool because I had never, I guess, equated punk to fun.
0: Yeah, see the kind of punk we like. It's all about having fun. That's all it's about. It has nothing to do with some anger or any kind of fucking mohawks or social stance. Usually, it's just all about
4: having fun. I mean, the kind of shit I like. That's what it's about. See, and that's not the kind of stuff that was hitting the charts in the eighties and nineties. It was all political
0: bullshit. Yeah, exactly. That shit will put you right to sleep. It's like I don't care about the issues, and I certainly don't give a fuck what you think about the issues that I don't care about. You yeah.
1: Know? Yeah.
0: So yeah, hello, so, beautiful, a fucking banger.
1: Yeah. Um. The other thing Sonny brought up was, the drummer. He just has to play the shit, but can you imagine fucking playing this and wearing a fucking ski mask? Oh, dude, crazy. I mean,
4: yeah. It's just crazy. gotta be.
1: It's almost gotta be painful, right?
4: Drummers are nuts, dude.
1: They're,
4: they're just crazy. I'd be wearing nothing but underwear. I'd look <laughs> ugly. I'd look like a big Buddha, but I'd be comfortable.
0: <laughs> Think about the Ramones, dude. Marky used to always start the set off wearing that damn leather jacket. Yep, crazy. Joey never yeah. even took his off. He'd rock it the whole show. <laughs> Dee Dee and Johnny would. There's, were off by like the third, fourth song.
1: That's nuts man Or imagine
0: Kiss dude With that fucking makeup on your face Sweating your balls oh. off It had to suck Imagine yeah. Guar dude
1: Those yeah. big fucking That's what they wear Fuck
0: The Jasons They got that same problem
1: Yep
0: Have you heard their new record The one about uh, Get sued
1: Nope <laughs> It no, fucking
0: sucks dude And I like uh, those guys But their new record They just took Ramone's And Misfits songs and like crossed them up, so they might be doing the Ramones music with Misfits lyrics or vice versa. It's just, it's fucking stupid, man. Check it out. I wouldn't even bother, dude. All right. But yeah, I like the Get Fucked album, but this new one, they it's just a stupid idea. Anyways, that's how I feel about that. So we probably won't be having them on to talk about that anytime soon.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Like they say on Ages of Rock, want to come on our show? (laughs) Uh, But
0: I mean, I really like those guys. I don't know what they're doing that for. I mean, I get that that's why it's called Get Sued, I guess, but it's just a stupid idea. Anyways, so the next
4: song. Sonny, what did you think when you started hearing this doo-wop intro to Wish You Were Mine? Oh, dude, same thing. So that first 30 seconds, I'm like, there it is, what I wanted with... Why don't you uh, love me in real life? I'm going to get it right now. And they've disappointed me again. I was like, damn it. Just stay with the first 30 seconds. Those two songs would have been ultra cool.
0: <laughs> so let me ask you this real quick. So, you, Have you dug into Am I long enough to hear the uh, It's Almost <laughs> Like We're all, Almost In Love or whatever it's called?
4: No, I haven't yet. That's haven't
0: the one you're waiting for. Yet. That's Okay, your so I
4: will check that out. I will check that out.
0: It's Almost Like We're Already In Love. It never does. Yeah. The guitar's never come in.
1: Yeah. It's like more than words, man. Yeah. <laughs> there it's, you go. It's there beautiful go. though. Yeah. The way they, it uh, is.
0: They, they they those guys can sing very well. And they can do it live perfectly. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Dude, that song took me a few listens when I first heard it. Me that too.
0: Album. Amber loved it from the get-go. Uh, I didn't. I didn't either. It took me a few listens. I don't listens. know if I love
1: it now. I just can tolerate it, maybe. I, don't I like
0: know. it. I like that they have the the balls to do some fucking Doo-wopish. It almost sounds like that that one Billy Joel song, like for the longest time or some shit. Yeah. It's
1: yeah, cool. Yeah.
0: It's pretty cool. Yep. But anyways, back to Wish You Were Mine.
2: I wanna see you. Is that I wish you were mine <ss fille Richardson muffled> Oh, I wanna do to do- you do- Is everything all the time
4: would have started rocking out it was okay no it's a good song i just those two would have been ultra great if they would have kept that same doo-wop feel but they're both great songs right they did good with them yeah
0: i love the all those vocals towards the end of this where they're just going off doo style over the guitars yeah, it's, yeah. it's just so cool nate what did you think i mean obviously uh, you've heard it a billion times previous yeah
1: no i could hear it a billion more i love this fucking song you know the the acapella doo-wop intro and blue's fucking voice is just awesome you know yeah it's got a great voice and then it just uh just rips right into like this pop punk masterpiece you know absolutely I really like the song. Well, who's it,
4: doing most of the songwriting for this is it all blue
1: <sighs> i don't know i don't know i think i think blue does a lot of it yes
4: yeah. I think and I only on. ask because that, whoever that person is, whoever's doing most of the songwriting, had to have parents that were into fifties do well.
0: Oh yeah, had to. They're always talking about how that's their main influence, Four Tops and shit like that.
4: Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, I like the you know, it's kind of what the Ramones did. They took the kind of Beach Boys vibe and and did it with distorted guitars. These guys are taking it the do-up thing a step further you know
1: yeah that's cool Nate? yeah I, this this you know the album is so good that a song this good gets put at the back you know <laughs> <laughs> it's not last but i mean it's one away but it's still maybe i don't know if it's second third best song on the record you know that's how strong this album is right right yeah so. agreed yeah so last song crazy Thanks,
4: so I'm listening to this song. I'm like, all right, this album deserves a movie. He, he's basically <laughs> written the movie, right? They got <laughs> married and then they had problems and he's still kind of crazy for, I don't know exactly how the movie would end because I hope Lou doesn't like knife her in the back or something, but, <laughs> um, but it does kind of deserve a movie and we were watching gross point blank and I'm like, oh man, crazy could have been in on that soundtrack. <laughs> um, there was a couple of different times where John Cusack's being kind of a little nuts, and I'm like, man, this could be playing in the background. You wouldn't know the difference. <laughs>
1: totally. The song could have been a, any John Cusack soundtrack, you know?
4: Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah dude. Totally.
1: Um, you know, I, I thought the same thing, Sonny. I kind of, until I heard this song, I didn't really think of the album being like a concept record. But once you hear this, it's like, Jesus Christ. You almost want to go back and think about it like this is kind of a concept record you know like yeah this is the conclusion to this this love story quote-unquote love story you know
4: and he almost wrote the lyrics like that because he's talking about he made some bad decisions but it's like he's talking about the prior songs yeah like i'm sorry i broke into your house i'm sorry you know i was brandishing a knife or whatever (laughs) Totally.
1: Every time I think of it, you know, I think the same thing that it was kind of the conclusion to this whole story. So that's awesome. But I think it's a great song, man. I love it.
0: I never really thought of it like that, but I can see where you guys are coming from. He knows he won't be acquitted. So, you know, (laughs) the trial's coming. He's just sitting there, like, already fucking busted. You know what I mean? Yep. And made some bad decisions. And now they're going to throw me in prison. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's just a perfect closer to a a fucking, to me, a fucking absolutely, I mean, it's a five-star record, dude. It's like one of the best of the best to me as far as this genre. It's the shit, dude. First Intruder record. I don't know anyone that wouldn't like it if they gave it the time to listen to it a few times, you know?
4: Yeah, Yeah, this this is the kind of stuff where... I'm glad I still give new things a chance, because I could easily... I've got plenty of stuff I love. I don't have to bring anything new into my life, and I'm glad that I'm still somewhat open enough to listen to some of this stuff, because this is a hidden gem to me. <laughs> That's awesome, Sonny. Yeah.
1: That's awesome, Sonny. You, have you, so you haven't listened to MI yet, the next record?
4: No, I haven't. I, I, I was... I wanted to really listen to this a lot, and then I had to hear the two Christmas songs. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> um, my, my Christmas collection is everything from metal to now Mast Intruder, I guess. Um, cool. But uh, I got to listen to all that stuff a little bit more. I listened to parts of it, and then I, I listened to a little bit of Crime Spree because I saw that video, which was great. Uh, Beyond the Shadow of a Doubt, right? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. That was the other video I saw. Uh, which, you know, they're stealing things little by little by little. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Placements. yeah, yeah. It's called so like a I parody that of that cool.
0: replacements video, but then they're stealing yeah. on top of it. It's cool. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah. So I just got to give everything else a shot, but, you know, all 35 songs are going to take like an hour and a half to listen to, so all <laughs> I got to do is just sit down and listen. Yeah. Which I love oh. about it. Like, I'm, I got ADHD hard, so 35 songs to take an hour and a half to listen to, that's up my alley, man. <laughs> So maybe yeah,
0: we gotta um, have Sonny back to do like a MI and then we'll have him back on eleven other crimes and shit.
1: Yeah. Dude, I think I think you'll like MI more. I do too. I think it's a little bit more of a rock record.
0: It's got more guitar um, riffs that aren't and, necessarily always just eighth notes.
1: And MI is really fucking good too. Yeah. I mean there's some Yeah. I don't know if it's better, but it's it's close.
0: It's equally as good.
1: Yeah, I think it might be, so
0: yeah, and they, somehow they did it again, you know what I mean? They just keep doing it. It's pretty cool. Yep. T-U-M-Y-R-O-O-N,
2: T-U-M-Y-R-O-O-N.
1: We have news for the beautiful people. There's a lot more of us in our view. Any of you that have ever felt stepped on, left out, picked on, put down, why don't
0: you just come down here and join us, Okay. So we we turned Sonny into a masked intruder guy. Fuck yeah. <laughs> brown, so awesome. Okay. So awesome. Yeah, intruder brown. As we're looking at Skype right now, we got a picture of Sonny with his brown masked intruder mask. So in the show notes, we might say Sonny Hollywood intruder brown poony.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Put that picture in if you want. Poony.
0: Yeah. We should <laughs> put that photo at least in the corner yeah. or something, Nate. It's, uh. I have it. I could send it to you.
1: I dude, check your check uh, check your, check your messenger. It's, I'll have it there in a second. It's already done. Oh. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I, once I saw the picture, I'm like, yeah, that's what I needed. So, yeah, I'll get it to you in a few minutes.
0: <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, yeah, Sonny, man, thanks so much for joining us, dude. Uh, pimp out where you can be found.
4: Oh, yeah. So, uh, well, let me – I want to tell you two things before I pimp out where I can be found, right? So – First, uh, you know, for folks that don't really know me, I'm a uh, Kiss, y Whitesnake, Doc and Van Halen, Hollow Notes, Prince. I love singers like Hagar, Coverdale, Jeff Scott Soto, guitarists like Lynch, Van Halen, Sykes, Betancourt, menachetti And I love this shit, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know how to get people who love the stuff that I normally love to listen to this stuff, but once they listen to it, they'd be hooked. So that's, that's one thing I want to tell you. Yeah. Second, I have been foo bar drunk many, many times in my life. Many times. <laughs> and I partake in fast food a lot, but I have never fucking thought about frying my hands in a Taco Bell fryer. <laughs> that is the shit. <laughs> I don't know who oh the hell is crazy enough to do that shit.
0: Dude, crazy OP, <laughs> man. Fucking dude, dude I
4: would. <laughs> that, that's crazy when I heard that on an episode. Yeah, um, dude. Fuck. <laughs> Besides that, I got two main podcasts: Podcast Rock City, which is all Kiss, which I do with Jody and uh, and Joe, and I lo- absolutely love that podcast. And I thank uh, every day Joe and Jody for uh, allowing me to be on there. And then uh, I've also got another podcast called Growing Up Rock. Uh, me and Stephen Michael. It's a G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K, and uh, we've kind of got a new partnership with Pod Chaser. So. If you haven't checked us out, check us out on Podchaser.com. Yeah, so t- what, what is, what's up with that Podchasers
0: thing? I don't. What What
4: is it? I've been seeing that <laughs> lately on your tweets and shit. Yeah, so they have, to get this, 52,000 music podcasts. Okay. That's only 10% of what they have. So they're trying to be the new IMDB of podcasts. Okay. So they're trying to be Rotten Tomatoes to movies. They're trying to do the same thing. So you and just submit uh, your RSS to them? No, they pull it already. So if you've got it submitted to iTunes, your dude podcast Rock City is already on there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so anything on iTunes. as long as yeah. So as oh, yeah. long as you have it on iTunes somewhere, Dummy Room is probably already on there. Yeah. Cool. So you can go on there, claim your podcast, and they allow you to first of all review the podcast very easily, no matter what kind of phone or computer you have, and they allow you to review episodes and comment on specific episodes. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's pretty Check cool. Check that out, man. Growing Up Rock was like the podcast of the week or something? We're number one music podcast on there the last week and a half running. Oh, right on, dude. Yeah, so, and uh, Growing Up Rock, you know, it's all about all other kinds of rock because I love stuff besides Kiss, so we uh, we talk about guitar ribbon rock on that, but yeah, that's what I yeah, do. Yeah, it's a good show. You guys do a good yeah, job over you. there, man. I listen to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. thank you. Hell yeah, you guys... You guys get crazy, like, huge names as interviews, man. You had fucking Michael Sweet and fucking Steve Stevens, all these people.
4: Yeah, Joe Holkstra. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, so we've gotten some, uh, we got Paul Dean from Loverboy from Canada.
0: Wow. So who's the <laughs> big fish that you're dying? Like, for us, our big, our big get would be, like, Ben Weasel, probably. But, like, for grown Up Rock, who would that be? Would it be, like, uh, I don't know. It wouldn't be anyone from Kiss, I wouldn't imagine.
4: No, any member from Van Halen, past or present. Oh, yeah, because Steven's a big Van Halen dude, right? Yeah, we would probably keel over. If we could get Menachetti, oh, I would love to get Menachetti.
0: Okay. That'd be cool. Yeah. I can't believe uh, you got fucking Michael Sweet. He was pretty easy to get, too. That's crazy.
4: Yeah. You guys should do something with Lars. Um, we don't, well, we did, uh, an interview with Bob now and his good friend was Lars. So we have an in, we just gotta, uh, probably talk to Bob about it. That'd be super sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So, but guys, I appreciate, uh, coming on your podcast. I thought it was a great idea. I'm like, dude, you were taking a big chance, handing me a record you guys love. And I don't really know a lot about this music, <laughs> but you guys hit a home run on this thing, man. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I was kind of nervous,
0: too. I didn't know exactly how you would take it, but I knew that you'd, be, you'd give us your real-deal honest opinions, and that's what I was after. I'm glad you liked <laughs> it, though. That's cool.
4: Yeah, love
0: it. Right on. All right, we're going to wrap this one up. Sonny, thanks so much, dude. Everyone listening, keep on listening. You can reach us at the dummy Room at yahoo.com. And uh,
1: any closing words? I got nothing, man. Just uh, thanks for coming on, Sonny. Appreciate it. It's awesome. Nice meeting you. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see everybody next week.
4: Yep. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. All right. Later. Because I, I don't want to say goodbye to you tonight. I
2: don't want to no, don't wanna say goodbye to you tonight. I don't want to say goodbye to you tonight.